we got in an accident where uh, we got a car hit us and then we fell down and our mouth fell into an open lit pack of cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> and we smoked it all at the same time. We smoked out the whole pack. And now you just have to hear this for the remaining forty to fifty minutes. Sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. Hopefully, if yeah. we got enough funny jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just kidding. We're we can t- we have pine voices. That was a good and funny story, though. It was a, <laughs> it was a really funny story. Everybody said everybody who thought we were in an accident said <laughs> said, "Well, this will be funny. This, this ought to is a funny accident. This ought to be good. <laughs> this ought to, this this is rich." Our listeners out loud listening to the start of our funny show. Ah, uh, welcome back to another episode of the show it, where we watch Lost out of order, and we d- just. Sit in this sweaty room and yeah. t- talk to you to it. We t- well, I talk to James and uh-huh. James talks to me. But the wildest part of this whole equation, this whole transaction, is you, the listener, at the other end, who we don't even get to see. We do Yeah, I I can't see you right now. Well, that someday that'll change. Yeah, but for now, maybe I'm looking at you right now. That would be unsettling. I, I might. Oh my God. Are we, are you staring right into my eyes this very moment? Are you staring into my eyes this very moment? I have nightmares about this. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, my I listen, God. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I worry that I'm going to, like, chance into some. Because, like, it's weirder that. So, like, if you run into a celebrity, it's like, oh, my God. Can you believe that Kiefer Sutherland is at this Christian bookstore? I can't believe it. I can. I cannot believe this. This is wild. What this the heck? This Christian I, bookstore? I'm str- I'm starstruck. But if it's just like a got a person with a microphone, it's that's much weirder. That's much like well, I I sometimes I fall asleep to the sound of your voice. Yeah, sometimes that's true. It's, yeah, especially whenever it's not. Like a podcaster, it's just you will phone their voicemail yes. to get that, hey, I can't pick up right now message. Mm-hmm. And you fall asleep <laughs> the second that that message begins to play. That's honestly the only thing I can fall asleep to <laughs> yeah. is answering machine messages. Answering machine messages. And it's so brief, and you have to hope that the person doesn't pick up. Yes, exactly. You have to be like, oh, can you hang... Can you please hang back up? I'm so trying to get to bed. I'm trying. Exactly. I'm trying to get to bed. The McElroys hate me. <laughs> They're sick of my calls. Oh, that's sweet. It is sweet. It is, at the end of the day, very sweet. <sighs> <sighs> Welcome back, Summer. Welcome back, Summer. Summer come quick and summer go fast. And today, we watched an episode of Lost called, called Come Quick, Go Fast. Come the Quick, Go Sawyer Fast. The Sawyer Story. The Sawyer Story. <laughs> <laughs> God, Sawyer doesn't fuck once in this episode, though. No, he doesn't. Oh, he my doesn't. God. He... His wife go fast. Yeah, <laughs> his wife does. His wife goes slow, honestly. Yeah. Takes a while. Yeah, that's it's true. Pretty protracted. Yeah. Uh, we watched LAX part one of two. Uh, this is season six, episode one. The premiere, the first hour of the final season. You and I have made our feelings known about the quality of the season. It's very bad. It's quite bad, even by loss standards, which generally, even at its worst, 
is still like, oh, this is watchable. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Some dumb, odd decisions, but. But it's gross. Yeah. How bad it is. Let me, well, let's just hop right into the very first scene, what okay. you say. I would say. Maybe a bit of context? Yeah. Um, so the, the previously on establishes how season five ends. Uh-huh. If you recall, the grand finale of season five, uh, which we haven't even watched ourselves actually, uh, uh, so some I of this, was a, see this some of this was new to James, which was really funny that we've gotten this far into the show and we're still and like, I did yeah, and I'm still discovering like central plot points really. Mm. Uh, so uh, at the end of season five, Jack has a plan. Uh huh. Where he's he's stuck in 1977 and he goes to where the Swan is being dug up. And he brings a nuclear bomb there with all his friends and says, if I blow this up, it'll negate the energy. This will cause a sequence of events that results in 815 not crashing on the island and thus undoing all of this turmoil we had to endure. And this ends up setting off the alternate timeline. Yeah, so it sets up. That's what it is, I yes. guess. Yes. Okay, that's done. Well, Jack... The real problem with Jack's plan was that it set off one of the worst seasons of, of TV ever made. Yeah, you want to talk bomb. Oh, my God. Bada bing. Bada bomb, bada bing. Two thumbs down. Two, two stinky thumbs down. That's oh what I say. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Two foam fingers. Two foam fingers. On the floor two, after the big game. Two foam middle fingers to the writers of the show. Yes. So... Uh. Um, so they do that, but yes. whenever they toss the bomb in, for some reason, yes. Juliet falls in the hole. Yes, the bomb doesn't go off immediately. Juliet gets pulled into the hole, and everybody's... I don't understand why that happens. This will make... M we don't have time to get into it now. We'll wa We'll see. It. We'll learn eventually. Okay. We'll get there. Um, Juliet falls in the hole with the bomb, and the final scene of the season is Juliet smacking the bomb with a rock and being furious about it. And then, boom, the bomb goes off. And we and the white fades away, and we're left sitting with Jack on a flight. Why flight eight fifteen? But everything's a little, a little, a little off. A little bit weird. A little but bit there's, weird. Well, at first they give us a little red herring. Mm. Whenever there's a lot of quite some bad turbulence. Some bad turbulence. Roses. And we go, oh, uh, is it gonna crash? Because it does every time. <laughs> every time we see a plane with turbulence. Oh, baby. Oh, that's gonna crash. We brace ourselves and say, uh-oh, yikes, a Rooney. Um, this is a, <laughs> Lost is a bad show to watch all, all the way through many times if you want to, like, be comfortable on a plane. Yeah, Cause now, that's true. Because I will tell you, I have taken many plane flights. Uh-huh. Uh, I've they've all many of them have had some kind of turbulence. Uh -huh. None of them have crashed. Yeah, and yet every well, single time I, I think it's not realistic to assume that, like, if you get on a plane, it's going to crash. Yeah, it's I know it's happened before, but and especially if it happens, I mean, I would not expect the human embodiment of God to be sitting on a little tropical paradise that you find yourself in. Yeah. So that's the thing is I go over my, you know, my childhood uh -huh. and maybe there's something I'm missing, but I can't think of anything so extraordinary that a man came along and guided me through this pivotal moment, a mystery man. Yeah, that was a mystery that, man. That was there in the corner of my memory that I just can't remember anymore. And in then the coronary memory. Yes. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's what Jack was thinking, too. Maybe that's what Saeed was thinking. Maybe that's what Jacob was thinking. Shit. 
dude. God damn, man. Wow. Maybe he was thinking, I like that my mom has won an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, maybe Jake is just really proud of his mom. He's like, my his mom mo- is cool. His mom, Allison Janney, is just like, wow. Well, the first... You watch you watch that uh, that exception speech. First person that uh, gives Allison Janney a hug before she goes out to award, it's Jacob. Jacob. It is Jacob, and Jacob's and he just says, just there with his arm, just like ready to cry. Congratulations, mom. Congratulations, mummy. Mummy, love you. <laughs> love you, mom. But this plane that they're on, it doesn't crash. It doesn't crash. And Rose is there to say, "Hey, Jack, everything's okay. Don't worry about it." And then guess who sits next to Mr. Jack? It's um, the guy who wasn't even on the plane, Desmond. Desmond wasn't on the plane. But he is now. And they and Jack and Desmond have a little... They what? exchange pleasantries. They exchange pleasantries. And then they exchange awkward glances. And they say, oh, I know oh, you I from... Know s- you. I know you. You seem familiar somehow in a way that I just can't put my finger on. Well, that's, that's him. Brother, that's simply preposterous. We've never met before. I'm John Lennon. <laughs> oh, I'm John Lennon. No, there is John Lennon in this show, and that's yeah. not him. In this alternate timeline, John Lennon makes it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's He makes it. <laughs> and, oh, my God. That's something that people don't ask enough, especially in terms of on-screen, like, scripted television and movies yeah. where they say like what if john lennon just made it <laughs> what if in, what if he's just fine this what if around? holden caulfield didn't shoot john lennon what if what if to wasn't it to impress jodie foster or something uh i think so i i did something something silly like that yeah do you hear about that this movie that they're making called yesterday where the premi- i did yeah where, where the premise is what if john lennon made it yeah what, no. if, john <laughs> what if john lennon didn't what make if john it? lennon didn't make it and then one man thinks of an alternate timeline where he did make it yeah um spoilers for yesterday apparently they do <laughs> apparently john lennon like the twist is that john lennon is alive john lennon was alive the whole time I yeah think so something like that so uh shout out to that Shout out to no, I'm not gonna shout out John Lennon anymore. Okay, I hate him. I'm sick of him. Shout I'm out to Ringo. Also, John Lennon. Also, we were joking. John Lennon d- is on the podcast. Yeah, John Lennon's in the show. I d- that just occurred to me now. Yeah, I, he's in the show. He's literally canonically named Lennon, and he lives on the island, and he's Temple Man. He looks like John Lennon. He looks like John Lennon, and he's named Lennon. What I if mean, he made it? He made it. He did make it. In the real now time, he works he made for it. God and God's Temple. He works for God and God's Temple, and he does a bad job. He does an awful job. He does a bad job, as everyone in the Temple does. Um. So. Uh. Wait. Yes. What if? Yes. So you know the movie Yesterday. Yes. What if, rather than rewrite all of um, the Beatles songs, mm. the person, the only thing he did was lied in bed publicly with y- Yoko Ono for a very long time. <laughs> and that's what the movie was about. <laughs> yeah, it's not about the songs at all. No. He's, he's like, they didn't lie in the bed. He's just like, what? I have this vivid memory of two nude artists in a bed in a together for a long time. Oh, you're crazy. You must be you must be making stuff up, buddy. I don't know what you're talking about. Two naked people, whatever. It's not bad. That's no less. That's for the bedroom with me and my wife. That's not for an 
a famous public photo. Yeah, I don't take the cameras into this. So it's a bad movie. They did it wrong. They did it wrong, and we are here to touch it up, and that's honestly what we're that's what this podcast is mostly about. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Island Shuffle where we make movies but they're better. Punch up the film. Uh and guess what? <sighs> it's hey. just a lot of there's just a lot of like small talk between characters where they're they pretend to be strangers. Here's before we dive into that, yeah. we need to talk about the world's worst shot. Oh, my God. The worst shot maybe ever committed to to, to film? Yeah. So I'm going to argue that well, this is... Well, to be fair, it wasn't committed to film. That's true. I'm going to argue that this is the single worst shot in Lost. Yeah, like, I would the agree. Like, throughout the whole show. I, yeah. think th- I think so. Because right away, like, this first scene is not awful. It's like, oh, okay. It's an all... Th- so, it, so it seemed to work? Mm-hmm. Jack's here, but mm-hmm. Rose's here. Desmond's here too. How mysterious! And there's kind of like an awareness. Hmm. I wonder what's what. How this is gonna all unfold? The golly goodness! And then the camera zoom go drifts a little past Jack out the window. The camera goes out the window. The camera tilts down. The camera starts to rush through the cloud. It rushes towards the ocean. Boom! It and goes underwater. In the ocean now. And it. Becomes and it goes from goes past schools of fish, goes past schools of fish, goes past a shark, goes, and then it goes through a bunch of island landmarks that are all now covered in sea life. We see the yellow houses, uh-huh. we see the Jacob's stinky foot, foot. Uh, and it all looks like literally PlayStation One graphics. Yeah, it looks like closer to SpongeBob than to real life. It <laughs> it really does. Yeah. There's been like unconvincing cg on this show before yeah nothing like this this one's awful this looks like this looks like the guys from like the game mist just fucking gave up (laughs) yeah especially it's like all for a payoff that is not good or important yeah the dramatic reveal like of like oh in this reality the island is underwater and it's like is meaningless it could just be not underwater too it could just be not underwater it could be like oh no there's like you could do something else fucked up with the island. Yeah. In, th- in this reality, the island is all fucked up. In this reality, John Lennon survived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John, it's just John Lennon hanging out on the roof of one of the yellow houses and being like, howdy. Yeah. And the other Beatles are all there, too. Anybody see a bed in Yoko? Because <laughs> I'm getting naked. Ooh. The photographer's coming over. Ooh, baby. That's that would have been better. I what if what if you were so the year is nineteen sixty four. Okay. You are a huge Beatles fan. I am I'm I'm watching Ed Sullivan with my eyes glued to the set. You get to meet the Beatles in person. No way. And then you say hello to John Lennon and oh. he goes, Howdy, how are you doing? <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. And then, <laughs> and then Paul like <laughs> rushes over and like whispers in, "Now, mate, you gotta you gotta talk like this, mate." <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I mean, oh. howdy. I can't, I can't I'm, do that. I'm, so. I'm from Liverpool. I'm from Liverpool with my th- three lovable lads. L- my little lads. <laughs> These three, me and oh, the rest of us Beatles. <laughs> We are the Beatles. We are the we are the Beatles, and I'm a howdy cow. Oh, damn it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a howdy cowboy. <laughs> I'm a howdy cowboy. He can't help himself. Ah, uh, oh, brother. Ah, oh, jeez. 
I hate John Lennon. <laughs> I love, uh, well, the the w- one in the alternate universe. That yeah, the one in survive. I like. The w- I like. Okay, I like these. Both of these timelines are separate from our reality. Uh-huh. In our reality, John Lennon sucks shit, and I hate him. Uh-huh. Uh In the alternate realities, he is stranded on an island and is a bad job at being a temple man. Mm-hmm. And in the alternate alternate reality, he's just hanging out on the on the desolate island yeah. with the Beatles, with just other Beatles, ca- causing no harm. Yeah, just have just you know maybe he's writing a few more songs. Maybe he's just th- juggling some apples. It's just yeah, maybe he doesn't even play the guitar. Maybe he's getting the high score on that pinball machine. Oh my God, maybe. He plays ping pong with Hurley and Sawyer. Oh, don't you tickle me with the thought like that. Oh, tickle me, you skinny. <laughs> no, that's not a thing that I'll allow you to say. <laughs> tickle me, skinny. What, is, what could that mean? Tickle me so that I laugh so hard that I lose weight. <laughs> yeah, it's the newest trend. It's so laughter... Is like a form of exercise because yes. it forces, it tenses up your muscles. I don't know if this is true, but I'll s- say it yes. in the infomercials. Sure. And then, so we have gyms where yes. you book, <laughs> you come to my gym. Yes. And we'll have exercise equipment. No one uses it. Um, <laughs> mostly you just sit on the bench press thing and I tickle you for <laughs> like half an hour. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's called Tickle Me Skinny. It's, it seems like it works. Yeah. <laughs> seems like I see no flaws with this exercise regimen. <laughs> <sighs> seems good to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seems smart. Seems yeah. like a smart investment opportunity. You could be tickled by James or Happy Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Happy Pete's here. Happy, Happy Pete has more than three years of tickling experience. <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about <laughs> tickling experience. Someone with uh, someone with an expertise in tickling. Someone who's mastered the art of tickling. Who, yeah. Oh my God. That's 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 an arduous lifestyle. That is a good. <laughs> that's what we need more of. That is what we need more. We of. need more masters. If people degrees. if people spent less time arguing and fighting and more time tickling. Yeah. Then I think the world might just be a better place. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I think every nation that is at war with one another, yeah, their presidents should have to get together and tickle each other for five minutes once a year, and just see if after that they still want to <laughs> do war. I think that would have an effect. I think I don't know what kind of effect it would have, but I think it would like. I can't. I can't imagine being in a position where I'm in control of an army that is at war. Uh-huh. But if I were in that position and I was forced to to confront my opposer in such a way, <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could send my people to continue exactly, to die. That's exactly <laughs> it. Where you'd After be like, this. "This is silly. Yeah, this exactly. is just. This is not worth it." Exactly. Uh. It really just un- uh, unmasks the whole charade, doesn't it? You know what? This is a great idea. We all we may have our differences, but both of us can confirm that if you rub a feather on our feet, <laughs> we will laugh. <laughs> Maybe we're not so different, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> U N I. Wow. United Nations interest in tickling. Interest in tickling. Yes. U N I T Unit. Unit. Wow, G absolute unit. unit. We both had different Governmental units. 
United Nations interest in tickling. <laughs> Finally, the United Nations has a government. G-Unit. G-Unit. That's what it is. That's what they were saying in the song. But then maybe some awful president would think of it as gun it, and they'll say, <laughs> oh, that means we use our guns to continue war. We, we use our guns so we can continue it. Yeah. <laughs> gun it. Yeah. That's, oh, my God. That's just the risk you have to take when you have a vision like this. Uh-huh. We if it falls in, if any if anything falls into the wrong hands, who's to say? <laughs> you know, well those hands tickle. Well those those the the hand that tickles can also pull the trigger. Yeah, it oh really makes you think. So th- this is a podcast about the show. This Lost. is a podcast about the show Lost, and, and frankly, there's not much to this episode. No, there really isn't. So it's mostly in the planet's anecdotes. Anecdotes. A lot of people. A lot of setup of like. Like, Sawyer sits next to Hurley, and the monsoon guy's there, and he's saying, like, hey, aren't you rich and famous and own a chicken shack? And Hurley says, yes, I won the lottery. I'm a lucky boy. I'm really lucky. And then we see a clip of Kate getting marshaled around by the marshal, and she's still got handcuffs on. Still murder in that heart. Uh, Locke and Boone have a little conversation, yep. and they have a cute little moment where they're just kind of jawing, and Locke's like, hey, I went on a walkabout, and uh, we... We stood, sat, sat under the stars and survived by our own means for 10 days in the Australian outback. And, and Boone's like, that's cool. If this plane goes down, I'm sticking with you. And then Locke looks directly at the audience and smiles heartily. Uh, and then uh, the like only real big thing that happens is, remember Charlie's fun heroin overdose story? Old Charles. Uh, we see it happen. Uh, we see <laughs> there's one moment that I do really like in this where um, basically the way it unfolds is, the flight attendant is like, you know, don't be alarmed. Is there a doctor on board? We need a doctor. And Jack's like, hey, that's me. Goes to the bathroom, and they're like, the, we're concerned. This bathroom's been locked for 30 minutes now, since the turbulence, basically. And uh, we, haven't gotten an, we haven't gotten an answer out of it. So uh, we're wondering if there's anything you know about it. And then Saeed comes by and is like, hey, uh, is, is there any way I can be of assistance? And before they can answer, he kicks down the door. Kicks down the door. In this universe, Saeed is still kicking shit open. And in this universe, too, he's boring. Yes. Where he's like, oh, I just translate. I just translate. And but I guess in this universe, he used to live a crazy life. Yes, he used to live a crazy life, but now he's fine. And his only real torment is his lost love. But, yeah. you know, we talked about that. But at least she married his brother. Yeah. At least she's still alive, yeah. which is certainly not nothing. Uh, so, anyways, Char- it was Char- twas Charlie who was in the bathroom, and uh, Jack does some CPR on him to get the, or not CPR, he just like literally like scoops out the baggie of he heroin. He takes the heroin out of Charlie's throat, and then Charlie says, "Whoa, thanks for nothing. I was supposed to die." And Jack's like, "Well, whatever, bozo." And then it all ends. The whole episode basically ends with like a montage. That's it's an echo of the montage at, in season one where it's everybody getting on the plane. Uh-huh. I think that's the last montage we see in season one, I think. Yeah. Everybody getting on the plane, and they're all strangers. But af- but af- but having seen that whole season unfold, it's like, whoa, these guys who don't know anything about each other, now they're all, you know, thick as thieves. Yeah. They, they're all bonded by this shared experience they've had. And this one, I guess, is like, wow, they don't know each other, but they do they in a different world. Exactly. And the plane lands, and it's a thing. It's like, it really doesn't have the yeah. same impact at all. It really, it very much is like emotionally manipulative, kind of just like, hey, remember that other much cooler thing? Yeah. What if we did it again? What if we did the same thing? Who would not be quirky? What if John Lennon was alive? What if John Lennon made it? <laughs> Yesterday, 
All my troubles, they're close to me. Oh, it'll never ah. catch on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh great. damn. Oh, damn it. Guess I'll hang up this stupid old idiot stick forever. Oh, the idiot stick. <laughs> That's what they call the guitar. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, why are you playing the idiot stick? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, it may be an idiot stick, but I'm going to be famous someday. And I'm no, you won't, you idiot. Oh, damn it. Ah, oh, jeez. I guess they don't call it the idiot stick for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. In the, <laughs> they, that's the other thing in the alternate alternate timeline yeah. is that guitars are all called idiot sticks Which now. explains why Charlie plays a big one. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the biggest guitar, <laughs> biggest idiot stick on the block. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and it also makes it much more notable when someone achieves fame with the idiot stick. Yeah. It's like, oh. Oh, totally. Because it's like, whoa, they made it off of the idiot st- uh, stick. <laughs> How'd they do that? Oh, I thought they'd be playing the cool horn, <laughs> <laughs> which is the recorder. <laughs> the everyone's favorite instrument. Jimi Hendrix fucking shredding on the cool oh, horn. The cool horn. Yeah. And, of course... You can't forget about Cool Horn Virtuoso, Frank Travis Barker. Travis Barker. What if Travis Barker was... So, it's an alternate universe. Yes. Where everything in the world is the same. Yes. Except Travis Barker in Blink-182 only plays the bongas. (laughs) 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 But the songs are musically the very same... Aside from the bongos, is he is he ringing the same level of melodicism out of the bongos somehow? Yeah. Okay. That then that's then Blink One Eighty Two becomes one of the most impressive bands of all time. <laughs> Simply on that fact alone, <laughs> they they changed the bongo <laughs> game single handedly. No, he used two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, that was good. It's fun to think about what if instruments were named different things. So I the think. plane lands, and then that's it. That's it. But also, this other things. Other things happen back in real life. In real life, Kate's in a tree, and Kate's like, "What the heck?" And Kate came oh, here because get out of this tree. <laughs> my ears are ringing. Oh my gosh! Kate runs into Miles, and Miles' ears are ringing too. And then they come let's across. Let's go to the pit. Let's go to the pit. <laughs> and then they all jump in a big old crater and they go, wait a second, this is the Swan Station. Uh oh, uh-huh. I guess it didn't work. And everybody's all kind of bummed about it. But no one's more bummed about it than Sawyer. Sawyer's really mad. He's like, it didn't work. Juliet's dead. Mm. Jack, this is all your fault. Yes. And Jack's like, fuck, man, I'm really, really was super convinced that dropping that hydrogen bomb yeah. into the hole. Where they were digging up magnet stuff would fix all of our problems. I feel like Jack probably feels right now like everyone does after they like detonate an atom bomb, where they're like, "I yeah, it wasn't as I thought it was gonna be great. It's it's weird." Yeah, Jack, <laughs> like it's Jack and that guy Oppenheimer. People died. Yeah, it's not chill. Whoops! Ah. Yikes! Whoops. I really. I yeah. should have agreed to the tickle meetings. So one thing about it is that, like, I want to kind of, like, we'll talk about it because there is the episode where they do actually detonate the bomb. Yeah. But, like, what happened to the rest of the people who were there at the, like, dig site? Because there were That's a bunch a of, like, randos question. there. There were so many randos. They set off a it bomb. It was a construction zone. And it, like, reacted with the, you know, whatever, heart of, the, hi, heart of the island energy or whatever. 
And it sent these guys forward in time by 30 years. The rest of the people didn't just disappear. They just, what happened to them? They did a nuclear holocaust happen on the island. And if so, like, why is the show, I understand why the show is not willing to like confront that because that's fucking dark. It's way easier to just be like, uh, I don't know energy weird and you know the light that's inside of a cell yeah i guess i guess if you take a nuclear bomb and mix it with a little bit of island juice just whatever needs to happen happens only the main characters are affected you get the plot of the show yeah exactly (laughs) that's just how it works um and that's all of all the things all of all the dumbass things in this season all that's like a super nitpicky but whatever yeah. it's 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 a complaint i've always it's something that's always even at the time it felt very like what yeah what happened to those people yeah exactly yeah. um there was actually like in, they were originally planning on ending season five with like richard alpert seeing in the distance a mushroom cloud and then they were like i don't think we can do that i don't think that's cool <laughs> yeah and they were right that wouldn't have been cool yeah. that would have been like that's fucked up they just nuked it. Yeah. They nuked everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then, and then, like, what? Another season happens. Yeah. How are they gonna How are they gonna explain that away? It's easier to explain away, I guess, if you don't see it, right? N- well, it would be cool. It's like I would be fine with them doing that if after that another season didn't happen. Oh, that was just how it ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dark. They just nuke it. Everything happens for a reason. Oops. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Oh. It was all an allegory for mutually assured destruction. I hope because we didn't see the actual finale finale. No. I really hope that the way it ends is Michael comes and shoots everyone and then says, Can I get Walt back now? <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be good. <laughs> no, can I have my boy? And then Walt comes out and says, Walt comes out with a gun, says, Oh my God. Says, at what cost, Dad? And then domes him in the kneecaps. Don't. Oh, <laughs> yes. And then, oh my God. And John Locke, who is the smoke monster yes. now, so he's still sort of alive. Yeah. He takes out a wheelchair. Yeah. And Michael sits down in John Locke's old wheelchair. Yeah. And then a bird flies. Yeah. That's and then compelling. John Locke says the words, John. Lennon made it in <laughs> this universe. <laughs> the final scene is, 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 is John Locke turns to the camera and says, John Lennon made it in this universe. <laughs> Boom. So goes the polarizing finale of Lost. <laughs> they didn't like answer that. any of my questions. No. Michael came back and then... It turns out John Lennon made it in this world. Does Walt forgive Michael? I guess we'll tune into season seven. I love how in, like, all of these things are going on. Yeah. Walt is being stolen. Michael's life is being ruined. Michael is killing people. Yeah. Meanwhile, Walt's stepdad is just like, I don't know, living his life. Yeah. We last we saw him was he was in Michael's apartment. Like, just screaming at him, like, being like, I can't take care of a kid out of nowhere. My wife's dead. Bye. And the so now kid's weird. He's just off and about somewhere. That would have been a fun character to, like, dr- check back in yeah, on. Yeah, I know. If we had that guy instead of Monsoon Season guy, yeah. I would be down for it, That'd actually. be great. Oh, that'd be great. Instead, we have this episode of yep. TV that we should probably finish talking about. So, Juliet is like, 
hey guys, not dead yet. Yeah, yeah. They're and everybody's like, whoa, 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 what? But she's buried under a whole bunch of debris. So for like thirty minutes, they just try and get to her. They literally most of this episode is them just digging and scraping, and then they're like, wait, this big, this beam's too big to friggin' use our hands for. We need to get chains. We need to get chains. There's chains in the van, and so they get some chains from the van, and they tie it all up, and they go, all right, ready and go, baby. And, and it works, it but it takes a long time. Takes a long work. time, but believe you me, it works. And so they go. So Sawyer goes down this weird looking tunnel. It's I. It's not. Nothing has ever been like that. No, it's an it's an. What was this set. stupid hole that they dug? It's a stupid hole they dug. We saw in the previously on the shaft Juliet fell down was it's huge. straight down. Yeah, and this one is like a cave. Yeah, it's just like a little cave, and Juliet's just like there. It's probably like five feet down in the ground and yes. like thirty feet long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also like very like, it feels almost like an like someone crushed up like the set to Alien. Yeah. It has that like yeah. look to it. It's very weird. It's very weird. Uh, it's very unnatural. Yes, it feels like a set. It's like this isn't rubble. <laughs> yeah, this is not rubble. <laughs> this is a stage, um, and that's you know it's anyways. Juliet's there and she's in bad shape. She just was me. She was adjacent to a nuclear bomb, so it's a miracle she's even still here. Yeah. Frankly, um, so uh, her her and yeah. Uh, Considering that she is in great shape, she's thriving, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, and she, but she is still in rough shape. She's all bloody. Yeah, she's got a like thing on her. She's got like she, she is dying. She's dying. She's been impaled. And Sawyer and Juliet have a long, protracted like, love uh, you. I love you. Like, don't leave me. Like, kiss me one more time before yeah. I go. Kiss and me, baby, one more time. Dude, 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 dude. dude. Kiss me, baby, one more time. Kiss me, baby, one more time. And that's the song they sing. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But honestly, so this is the one, like, I was going to say cool teen moment, and then I was like, oh, that's not our podcast. Never mind. This is the one, like, genuinely good acting moment of the episode, I think. Because it's Josh Holloway, like, really given her elizabeth mitchell really like really you know bringing it to the table they're both they're both acting their asses off in this mm-hmm. scene it's uh, at the table it's been brought to the table they're bringing it to the table if you're wondering what the state of the table is don't you worry they're bringing it the table is set the table is set and dinner is some S- of the best acting of the episode by far mm. And scrumptious, and it's sad when Juliet dies. I felt sad about yeah, it. Yeah, me too. And Juliet and Sawyer carries friggin' Juliet's body out, and says, "You did this, Jack." And Jack doesn't really have a retort, yeah. unfortunately, because Jack did do this. And that's the last we see of their little plot line, more or less. And uh, sort of within this whole plot line, the whole time, the other big thing is yes. that also Saeed is dying. Saeed is dying. He's been shot. And Hurley's tr- Hurley's trying to deal with it, and Hurley's trying to be like, "Come on, buddy, you're gonna be okay." And then sh- Hurley hears something, and Hurley's just like covered in Saeed's blood, goes to get a gun, and it's a real, it's definitely a, one of the better images in the episode. It's weird. Hurley just k- soaked in blood. It's an unnatural Hurley look. It's not Hurley's natural look. That's I for would sure. believe that this is Hurley's look after 
like an afternoon in the in the chicken butchering facility? Yes. Uh, not necessarily day to day though. No, not not every single day. Not how you picture Hurley for this sure. This is not how Hurley gets on the bus. And then Hurley. <laughs> If Hurley got on the bus like that, I'd let him on the bus. I'd let him on the bus. Of course I would. Uh, but no, he's, he hears something suspicious and he goes, who's there? And who is it? It's our best friend and favorite character, Jacob. Yeah. He's here. And Beautiful ja- boy. What if in a different universe, Jacob didn't exist? Mm. What if, I'll tell you what, it's this universe. Yeah. Jacob never existed he, right here and he can't get us. That's true, actually. I've Thank got, God. I've got great news. Uh, and it's Jacob is a fake, a fake guy who, who Jacob, Jacob, wow, Jacob, oh, Jacob. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, but I like it. It's cool. That's a cool boy. Jacob Griffin. Jacob Griffin. Mm. Peter Griffin. Stewie Griffin. Oh, the whole Family Guy crew is here to say Lois Griffin. Oh, our favorite family from Meg Rhode Griffin, Island. Griffin. Chris Griffin. Animation Griffin? domination on Fox Sunday nights. Oh, I love. Family Guy, Quagmire. Seth, Seth McFarland's here to say animated shows are coming your way. Oh, those are funny shows. What if uh, this reminds me of the time that uh, uh, Epic Dolphin did a funny robbery? Oh, Whoa. my God. And then this reminds me of the time that Epic Mealtime put bacon on something. Uh, this reminds me of an episode of Lost. <laughs> wow. Where... Um, Saeed is being, or Sa- where Jacob is talking to Hurley, and Jacob just says, like, take Saeed to the temple. Yes, and and Hurley's like, what the heck are you talking about? Who are you? I don't know who you are. And Jacob is like, look, here's the deal. I died. Uh, Jin will know where the temple is. This is the only way you're going to be able to save him, and it's got to be you, baby. So trust is me this on the, this. Is this how we learn, like, Hurley talks to dead people? I or is that established? I think it's established, but I think it's like I don't know when it becomes a known quantity and not just like uh like is her really wacky yeah. in the head or is he uh-huh. really a doc? I think sometime in season five it's established that yes, Hurley can talk to dead people, mm-hmm. um, which is which is fun. Yeah, that's a fine. Of all the things they do, I'm not gonna rag on that one too much. Exactly, I think it's like it's good silly fun. If Hurley can do no wrong is I what it is at the end of the day. I do especially like that there are two distinct people who talk to dead people and they both work different ways and they both and that they have a scene where they establish that the, where they like butt heads about it. Oh, that's good to me. Yeah, that's like if you're, they're 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 doing silly bullshit, but it's like fun, silly bullshit. Yeah. And they're having fun. It's with fun. It. It's FSB. It's FSB, baby. Super uh, Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so then and then. Hurley just says like Jen, we need to go to the temple. Exactly, and then once and, and then when all said and, when all said and done, they're like, I know where we need to go next. Take inside to the temple, and everybody's like, All right, okay. let's go there, yeah. and that's what's up. Uh, <laughs> final minor plot line that happens. Yeah, Jacob's dead. Jacob's dead. Ben just it's killed now. him. Yeah, and Locke is saying like, Great job, buddy, you did it. That's pretty cool. And uh, I genuinely forget how a lot of this goes because a lot of it doesn't. Locke is like, I want to talk to the man, Nestor Carbonell. Yeah, I want to talk to Nestor Carbonell himself. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've said the word Nestor Carbonell on yeah. this podcast. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a marvelous name. It is really It's good. a fucking golden name. <laughs> Shout out to Nestor Carbonell who Shout plays. Shout out to Nestor Carbonell. Who plays Richard Alpert. Yeah. So he says, bring me Richard. He, and then. Ben goes out to see Richard, and Richard's like, 
I'm not coming. He says, he says, I'm not coming. What happened? Is everything okay? And Ben says, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. He's in there. He's in there. Do you want to go, go in and see Jacob? And, you know, John's there too. And it's all fine. We're just having fun. We're laughing. We're living. We're loving. We're, we're thriving. So instead of getting Nestor Carbonell, who we do like on this show, yes. we get the loser idiot squad. <laughs> yeah, because also here is like Ilana... And that big guy who like mugged Miles that one time, yeah. and that and that's and then a bunch of other like randos like Jacob's random hit squad. You that know, was it's on the tough AG whenever response. Alana is the best character in the group. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then like Sun and Jin, sorry, no, Sun and Frank are there being like, "Who are those guys? Oh, they're Jacob's cronies. So I don't trust them as whatever. They seem weird. Yeah. Oh well. Anyways, Richard is like, "Hey Ben." Fuck you. You want me to talk to John? Here's John and points him to John's dead body. And then he's like, wait a second. If John's here, then who's in there? And then he, then Ben goes back in and says, I brought the d- idiots. I brought the idiot squad. And then, and then Locke's like, hey, guys, so you guys work for Jacob, huh? Well, got big, big news. Big news. <laughs> you're going to love it. You're going to honestly looking back on this. You're going to laugh. Uh, cause guess what? He's dead. He's burnt up. Your boss is dead. You're free, baby. Do what you want. You can do whatever you want. They yeah. obviously, they're not very happy about this. They're pissed and, and they, they try and shoot. They, they try to shoot John Locke. Locke. The bullet bounces right off a of Locke. Yeah. Locke walks behind a pillar, vanishes, and out comes a lot of smoke. Yeah. He's smoke monster, baby. And the smoke comes from outside. Yeah. It doesn't make... So he just disappears. He just literally vanishes and goes, bloop, now I'm here now. Yeah. And he ruins everyone's lives. The smoke kills everything. He conks two guys together like they're coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then he conks another guy. He, like, makes another dude... Sh- sh- like, you gotta love whenever there's a smoke monster, se- like, killing a bunch of people scene. And everybody's just, like, going wild with the gun. Yeah. It's like... Oh, just shooting smoke. Yeah, just yeah. shooting smoke. Good move. Classic move that always works. Uh, one... Uh, the big guy pours a, a circle of ash around him and then smoke man can't get him. Instead, what Smoke Man does is he smashes the ceiling. The rubble falls in such a way that it knocks him out of the circle of ash. It was very weird. And then he gets him and impales him when he falls out of the ash. And then the smoke monster reforms as John Locke, and Ben's like, whoa, wee, that was crazy. And Locke says, I'm sorry you had to see me like that, which is our confirmation that this Locke is not really Locke. It's been the smoke guy the whole time. The smoke was coming from inside the Locke. The smoke was coming from inside the Locke. That's the episode. Pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, not the worst season six episode, but like still like pretty much nothing. It's not good. It's there's not. A, there's a reason we talked about John Lennon more than we talked about anything else that really happened on this show. Yeah. Um. Pretty like pretty mediocre. Classic classic season six problems of like even the good shit is marred by not really meaning anything. Yeah, and there's just so such little good shit. There's such little good shit. Even like yeah no. It's we don't have to keep getting into it. You you know how we feel about season six. We only have two more season six episodes left. Eh? That's crazy. I am so delighted. I um, just realized I was going to look up the questions, but it, should I since it's a season six? No, you shouldn't. Yeah. Kay. So most of the s- questions about this are like, what is the alternate timeline? Okay. And that doesn't really get answered until the finale. Yeah. Like, what is the relationship so with this? Why are these like people this that here? Maybe it's worth not. Yes. Kay. I don't think uh, pretty much none of them are really worth doing. Yeah. And like the ones that are, are like very like. It's like, why does the smoke monster do want a Richard? And it's because uh, they want to know. It's awful. like, yeah, exactly. There's no, 
I didn't want to sift through it all, but I did look through them all and found one that I found really funny. Okay, this is good. So let me hit you with this. Where did Desmond vanish to on the plane? This is a scene we didn't really cover. Where um, did he sneak into first class? <laughs> uh, we see after after Jack deals with the whole heroin thing, he goes back to sit down next to Desmond and he asks Bernard like, "Where where Desmond go?" And they're like, "I don't know where Desmond went." And then the next scene we see is like is like, "All right, we're landing in L.A., yeah. baby. It's sunny de- sunny degrees, it. and let's go." So where did Desmond go, James? I don't know. You don't know. No, did you s- I like I liked your answer if he snuck into wor- first class. I would believe it from Desmond. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, the answer is bad. Uh, it seems that he likely went back to his original seat on the plane, as he was later seen disembarking the plane into the airport. So he just okay. So he just moved. He just moved. He it, moved his body. They really do like play it off like, whoa, where did Desmond go? Like and then you don't see him in the montage or in the rest of the episode. Totally. It's like, where did yeah. what happened to Desmond? The I wonder. Mysterious Desmond. The mysterious guy that we rec- he recognized, and he's kind of like a connection to the alternate time. Oh, he just went to back to his seat and he got off. It's that's fine. awful. It's nothing. It's not awfully good. It. It's awfully great. Uh, speaking of awfully good, what do you want? Do you want to watch another awfully good episode of our favorite television show? Yes, I freaking do. Great, that's fantastic news. I'm gonna go to an awfully good website, random.org. Woohoo! And I put in one to thirty. I got twenty. Twenty. We have watched that one. Yeah. Unfortunately. Fifteen. Fifteen. Alrighty, now I'm thrilled that we're watching this one on episode 100. That's delightful. This is season three, episode nine, Stranger in a Strange Land. What's this? This is a Jack episode. Uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but this is uh, widely considered to be the single worst episode of the show. No way. I do think we've watched worse episodes than this one uh-huh but i still think this episode is like a remarkably bad and i think it's like fun bad i think it's okay, like okay <laughs> that's great well it's season three bad at least ex- where it's not ex- like oh it's so stupid it's just like well it is so stupid yeah. but it's not like totally irredeemable exactly it's not like un- it's not like why did i watch this yeah where season six leaves us so feeling so vacant and like yeah. just like there's no point to any of this even like a bad season like yeah, there's not that's that's not true there's been like season episodes from the previous seasons where i've watched that and been like that was worthless yeah that was not worth my time yeah. but there's also season episodes that are like bad but like in a funny yeah funny it's way. like that was fine yeah though. exactly yeah. so i think this will we'll see but it'll have to it'll have to wait till next week i guess it'll have to wait until one week from today it'll have to well, wait one week from yesterday one week from the sweetest wait, one week from today one week from yesterday <laughs> All my I troubles were so I'm a cowboy. I'm a wait, no. Horse I ride. Oh wait, oh. I wanted I'm a little British alive. man. I'm, I'm a British. I'm a Wonderwall. Uh, that's been the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us again and again and again and again. Uh, I've been Bean. You can find me on Twitter.com at Barrier Trio. I've been James. You can find me at jamesbrown.space. You can find our show's Twitter account at Island Shuffle or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Island Shuffle. You can also find us hosted handsomely at noisepace.xyz. Handsomely. Where Matt is kind enough to put our silly little podcast up there along with a number of great other podcasts, including City Girls Make Do, uh, Tuning Fork, 
And My Pod Cabbages. My Pod Cabbages recently came back, by the way. Uh, it was on hiatus yes. for a bit. It's back, and... We got it back. Honestly, as delightful as ever. Yes. Uh, so that's... Oh, also, uh, go to patreon.com slash noisepace if you want to give Matt a couple of buckaroonies, because he hosts the whole damn shinding out of his friggin' pocket. Support the network. So, support the friggin' network. That's what I say. Support the network. Support the network. We've almost got 100 episodes on the network, so you better be supporting it. Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Can you oh. believe it? No. We'll talk. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah, we'll see you at the big ep- episode one hundred. We'll see you. We'll see you at the big episode one hundred. And like we say at the end of every single one of these episodes. We got lizard kids and we do lizard jobs for all our lizard life.